Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into another week of the TFS pod. We're in pod 145, October 23rd here. Um, in Michigan, it's supposed to be 70 tomorrow. That's freaking ridiculous for, for Michigan. Then it's going to probably snow next week. So, um, Get in the warm weather while we can. Too bad we're working tomorrow. We could be golfing. All right. A uh, lot to discuss. A whole lot to discuss. We, um, lots of stuff has happened since we last spoke to you um, in many fronts, many different things in the sports world. So we'll, we'll get started here. Podium. Um, this year's Heisman Trophy. Now, if you look at the, the betting odds um, right now, there's one guy that, that has taken a lead here, and his name's J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. He was Last week, he was plus 1,000 to win. This week, he's plus 200 to win. If he wins the Heisman, it is the most rigged thing ever, because I can tell you this right now. If you took J.J. McCarthy out and you put Cade McNamara in like it was in 2021, Michigan would be the same team. They'd be undefeated. They would be kicking teams' asses. He doesn't have to do anything so Is he a good quarterback? Yes, he's a good quarterback. He's he's fast, um, athletic, has a pretty good arm. Um, but, good Lord, has he done anything special in eight games? No. So however many games they played, seven, eight, whatever. No. I think that any quarterback with that offensive line run game could do that. The Heisman is meant to go to a player that plays and is a difference maker on your team. Without them, your team would be terrible. Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, guys like that. You take him off the roster, you're fine. You take Michael Penix off his roster and he's not starting. Washington's probably a 500-ball club. They have great receivers, but this dude, he's putting up video game numbers. McCarthy, yeah, he's good stats. He has a good completion percentage. He's throwing 10-yard passes. Like, he's, he's doing nothing special. He dinks and dunks, and then teams will cheat up because of the run game, then he'll go over the top. If he wins the Heisman, it's a travesty, and it's rigged, which we knew it was rigged when Kenneth Walker didn't make it because he is the definition of a Heisman finalist. If you don't take him off that team, that's a 4-1-8 team. Instead, it was 11-2. and I, It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's the it's Or Jaden Daniels this year even. The dude, if, if he wasn't an LSU, they'd be bad. No. Their it's, offense is amazing. He's putting up video game-like numbers. He had more... As many touchdowns as he did incompletions two weeks ago. It's all, you know, roses and rainbows and unicorns and whatever with Michigan in a lot of cases. And we'll talk more about that. You can guess why here in a little bit. But I agree. I'm just like, I I have zero faith in the Heisman really to begin with. And then when they invited... Um. Touch instead of K9, that just sold it for me. Like, it is, is a bought and paid for by a big brands game. It, it doesn't, it, the rest of it doesn't matter. Um, so my podium, 
Look, we could spend all of first down, all of the podcasts, like we probably could most weeks, unpacking what's happening in East Lansing right now. I got to get it out of my way now. I just, I'm going to get it out off the top and then focus on some other fun things for this because Mike Ryan said we have got a loaded pod. So I, I, I'm going to go a couple different ways. I'm going to spit some facts. Then I'm going to redo what Harlan Barnett said during the press conference after the game incredulously and then I'm going to ask my own questions if I was a reporter what I would ask and that's going to be my podium so I'll just give you a summary of it so let's just look at it like this at Michigan State prior to this weekend had won 10 of the last 15 against Michigan now they've lost two in a row the last two years after winning 10 of 14 the last two years they've been outscored 78 to 7 Saturday was the worst loss in the 100 years of Spartan Stadium history. It was the worst Michigan State loss against Michigan point differential-wise since 1947 when they lost 55 to nothing. Hell, it was only the fifth time in my life Michigan has upset Michigan State. One was in 73. That was back to back years, actually. 72 the year before I was born, and then 73. Obviously, Bo was pissed because he lost to Michigan State the first time he played him. 83 under Muddy Waters, 42 to nothing. 85, first year of George, I think it was. Maybe second year of George, 31 nothing. 2014 nothing, I was at that game. That was actually a really good game. Michigan State got stopped at the goal line once or twice in that game. So 14 nothing, whatever. That's a palatable shutout. And then, of course, 49 to nothing last week. That was, and I will tell you because I was at both of them, albeit not for the whole game this time. I was at the 2002 game when Bobby Williams famously said, was asked if he'd lost control of the team, and he said he didn't know, and he got fired the next day. This was worse than that. Not just because Michigan State scored three points that game, but because this was just that much worse. That team actually came out, as I recall, with a pulse. They didn't have a chance, but they came out with a pulse. They came out swinging. This team didn't swing at all. So let's transition to the press conference. Barnett mentioned that since he took over at the helm on September 10th, following the suspension of Mel Tucker, who has obviously since been fired, his priority has been keeping the team together. Due to that, he hinted that he may have been letting some things slide in terms of on-the-field and off-the-field obligations because he wanted to be compassionate given what the players were going through after losing their head coach. First of all, I'm going to add some commentary. Freaking buck up. These are 18 to 23-year-old young men who need to be taught for life that adversity faces us every single day. Bosses get fired. Things happen. You get fired, whatever. So you're just going to coddle these people? That's our society today in a microcosm. Now enough time has gone by and enough losses, five in a row, have accumulated that Barnett is ready to go back to the way he would normally handle things. There are repercussions for not following the rules, and Barnett plans to be more strict about enforcing the rules moving forward. You dumbass. Why did you A, admit that, even though it was plainly obvious, and B, let that happen? Quote from Barnett. Whether you lose by 1 or 49 points, it's still a loss. No, it's not. Not when you get embarrassed on your home turf by Michigan, pal. What I told them after the game was I've been trying to make sure we all stay together. That's been my number one thing since I've been put in this position. In doing some of that, I've probably been like, oh, that's okay, he did that a little bit, nothing crazy, but that's not really who I am as a person. I was trying to be compassionate towards the players. Now I told them, I'm just going to be me all the way. I told them, I was trying to be compassionate. 
We've been through this now. We know what it is. We are all in an inverse situation, and now we've had enough time to think about it and mull it over. You effing think so, Harlan? Five weeks in, in the worst loss, arguably, in Michigan State's Most Big Ten history loss. against Michigan, and now it's time to mull it over? Quote continues. Now, it's just like, let me be me as far as, okay, if you're not here when you're supposed to be on time every day, all day like you're supposed to be, now you won't play because that's me. I Bullshit, Harlan. You're trying to save face. That's not you because if that was you, it would have been you after the first week of this garbage. Again, I'm a compassionate person. I understood the situation we were in, so I was just trying to make sure everybody stayed together. Now it's going to be who you see out there are guys who know all in, who who know are all in and going to give us everything all day every day. I'm talking on and off the field. It wasn't nothing. It his his words. It wasn't nothing super egregious before, but I'm real big on time, big on time stuff and, and respect. So that's what we're going to start showing over these next several weeks. Too late. I I I, I don't even. I don't even know what to say. You are at the helm, interim or not, of a top 20 program historically in college football. Top 20 revenue, top 20 attendance, top 20 wins, top 20 AP, top 20 everything. Spare me the Michigan State's not that great at football. We are. Do we ride a roller coaster? Yes. We're not consistently great, but we are a top 20 program in North America, period. And that was your approach for Five weeks, the culmination being against our rival, you embarrassed us in a way that can never be undone again. That was historic. Historic so much that this fan who rarely ever leaves early left with four minutes to go in the second damn quarter and didn't bother to listen to or even check the score again until way later that night. So here's the questions I want to ask Harlan Barnett and his staff. WTF are you doing? How is this staff so poor at position coaching, scheming, and game prep? How can we make the same simple formation mistakes week after week after week on special teams? How can we remain the most undisciplined team in college football when it's been a supposed point of emphasis for weeks? Well, now we know after his press conference. What does a historic loss to our hated rival in the 100th year of Spartan Stadium really mean to the coaches? Because it sure as hell seems like you don't care to me. I'd love to ask a player or 10 too. Because I don't see the pain in their eyes that we lifelong Spartans are carrying. Don't tell me that this isn't on the players and that the players care. I don't see that they care. I'm not saying all of them. But I'm telling you the majority don't care. And that's a reflection of you. Why did you run signals in for the first few plays after cheating Spygate? And then go back to the old way knowing Michigan had all your signs. Did you quit that fast? Why was the play sheet devoid of any trickery or things to throw Michigan off balance? How does Ross Ells have his job? How does Scotty Hazelton still have his job? How does Jay Johnson have keys to the press box? When are you going to stop playing all the veterans and help the next coach build for the future? When are you going to stop coach speak and tell it like it is? I want the truth, and yes, unlike the movie, I can handle the truth because I see it with my own eyes. This is the worst Michigan State football team in my life, maybe ever. Even Muddy Waters teams fought harder. Couldn't have said it better myself. And it's just going to get worse and worse. 
living in Spain, but the S is silent. All right, flag of the week. This is a surprise to you. I didn't tell you. I just thought this earlier, and I, I read a little more into it, and it's there might be something here. Um, so uh, this this happened yesterday afternoon. So card. Oh, I'm sorry, not Cardinals. Falcons. Um, they're playing the Buccaneers. Um, I think it was in Tampa. Um, you know, game starts, whatever. Where's Bijan? He's not in the injury report. He's not in the game. Why is he not getting touches? I, I saw on Twitter. I, I kind of passed it by. Um, and then you see later, Bijan had one carry, and it was on the last drive for like a yard gain. After the game, he said, w- w- was he disciplined? Was he hurt? So what, what happened? They said, well, yeah, he, he actually he had a bad migraine, but we, we wanted to keep him, keep him ready to go. And he, he could hardly see, but we put him in for one play. The the NFL is now investigating the Falcons for something with gambling, saying so for like the unders for all of his yards to make sure that people got money, people didn't get money, so they went to void bets and stuff like that. There's a they don't void it off of just one carry. No, that's no. ridiculous. There's an investigation into it. How stupid are you? The Falcons are stupid. Why did they do that? They already had the receiver that well, got, exactly. That's the Ridley? problem. Yeah, Ridley. That was two years ago, and now this. Oh, boy. They're the Pete Rose of the NFL. Yeah, not great. Not great. All right, four, All right. four downs. I know you're... Yeah, pregame MSU coaching search, I got nothing. I'm just resigned to the fact that we have quickly fallen like a rock and are now equivalent to quickly. Northwestern, Rutgers, and Minnesota. No, not even Rutgers. Rutgers is going to a freaking ball game. All right, let's get to week eight really quick. Let's do the... Let's do the talk about the games quick and then we'll do handle the the real big elephant in the room mm-hmm. um let's bite that the, 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 off with a big old knife and fork yeah. baby all right week eight review uh big 10 style um let's go ohio state penn state didn't watch it just kept track of the score low score we were busy tailgating Apparently, we were doing and winning at tailgating uh, what i've heard drew alar was terrible um for penn state and it was the first real defense that he played so I get it, but Ohio State, this is trestle ball. Maybe they were nervous because Stallions, who we'll talk about in a minute, had a, had a ticket behind each bench for the game, but he was a no-show. Yep, um, but this is yeah. trestle ball for Ohio State. They're not scoring high. They're playing good defense, ball control. Let, and I say let Michigan get on their high horse because they've played nobody. Michigan State's arguably probably the, the worst, worst team that they've worst played. Worst power five team. And... You still have to play at Penn State, and you still have to play Ohio State, and let let it lull you into this sense of security because Ohio State is winning with defense right now and a good enough offense, and historically that won them a hell of a lot of games before. Mm-hmm. And winning with points and no defense didn't do very much for them, to no. be honest. No, not much. They win the big ones. Um, so there's that. Um, Ohio State remains undefeated. Rutgers, Indiana, I said it before, Rutgers is going bowling, smashed Indiana. Indiana Tom Allen's going to go after this season. He sucks. Yeah. He's 2-20 and 20 against the current Big Ten. He's horrible. Maybe Michigan State will hire him. Oh, great. <laughs> I'd love that. Um, Wisconsin versus Illinois. Uh, Illinois is up, and Wisconsin came back. They got their revenge from last year with uh, with their backup quarterback as Mordecai is done. And they're suddenly right back in the race. Uh-huh. With... Uh, Getting to the next one, Iowa, Minnesota, lowest ever pregame over under in betting history at 30 and a half. It goes under at 22. 12 to 10. Uh, Iowa had like 100 yards of offense. 
how how are they? It's not 1920 anymore, guys. There's no way Ferentz keeps his job. No, he, they've can't. scored. He, they'd have to average this over the 40 points a game in the next four games. This is the him. kiss of death. Yeah, I don't think Kurt is going to be there next year either. I'm going to be honest. I think he's with going you. to retire. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah, they beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I think, is going to win out, and I think I was. But they don't have they don't have the blanket, you know, the blankie to hide behind of the, winning the Big Ten West anymore nope. because that's like. Northwestern has won the Big Ten West a couple times in the last five years. Like nope. Michigan State would probably be winning the Big Ten West most years. Uh, you can't hide behind that curtain anymore. You can't. No, this is bad. Minnesota is not good. Their quarterback is terrible. Ethan. I'm shocked that the over-under is not 24 for the Michigan State-Minnesota. It's like game. 39. I don't understand that. I'm, no you should, way. You should put the mortgage on it. Northwestern, Nebraska didn't watch it. Nebraska won. Don't really care. Low scoring, like seventeen to Shocking. nine or something both like seventeen team, to both six. Teams suck. I mean, not very good. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Duke, Florida State. Duke was up, um, and Florida State throttled them. They look good. They're a solid team. Bama, twenty to seven down at half. They win thirty four twenty. Good bounce back. Uh, they're run, kind of running into form. Their mm-hmm. defense is really really. People good. in the last couple of years have wanted to write Alabama off because they're I'd never they're, write off. They're a little Saban. slow, so so, but. Like, dude, they're replacing dozens of NFL players they were, a year. I mean, they, they're replacing a former Heisman winner. Uh, offensive line, a lot of guys that were in the pros, guys that were top 10 picks. Um, I mean, they're, they're really good. Don't ever count them out. Don't ever count out Nick Saban. They're like, oh, he's going to have to retire, whatever. No, 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 no. I'll tell you this. I, I should have put my mortgage on this. Utah covering seven against USC. Uh, Utah owns USC. Owns them. USC is the worst rush defense in the FBS, and Utah just rammed it down their damn throat again for the third time in a row. They're Caleb Williams zero three against Utah, and he played a good game again. But did you see what Emmanuel Acho said? Did you see his tweet? He said that Williams he just shut it down for the year because it's not worth playing. It's like what is that going to show anybody? Right. But he's a quitter. Exactly. No, I, I wouldn't surprise me. It's USC. And I'm going to tell you this right now. USC to the Big Ten, if they stick with this, they're not going to be good in the Big Ten. They it's they cannot handle physical football. Yeah. Yeah. They can't. They've proven it time and time again. Utah is more like a Big Ten. Run, run the ball first. Play good defense. They're not very good. Yeah. yeah. Lincoln Riley maybe is a fraud. Yeah, they're in my top 20, new top 25 frauds, uh, USC, although they got throttled last week too, along with Iowa, who shouldn't have been there to begin mm-hmm. with, even though they had one loss. And now North Carolina with the oh, that was shocking loss to a but bad they always Cavaliers do that. They team. do it every year. They have a bad defense. I'm sorry, Gene, that's your boy, Gene Chizik, yeah. but their defense sucks. Drake May's a great quarterback. He's going to be a top five pick, but good Lord. Yeah. And best bounce back Miami after a couple of epic the epic flop against Georgia Tech and then the last week they just got outplayed by North Carolina but great comeback over Clemson and what did what did Debo Dabo not Debo Dabo, Dabo. say something about our our team psychologist is going to be on suicide watch yeah, or something, some dumb idiot. shit thing yeah, what an idiot a, I, he might be on the hot like side I know too, he didn't bad. what he didn't mean by it or whatever but like you uh, idiot. Take foot out of mouth. Yeah, no kidding. Um, well, as, as I say it, Eli Drinkwitz is looking a whole lot better. Still, they they smashed South Carolina. Set their yeah. seven and one. Um, their only loss was a close loss to LSU. Yeah, 
and LSU won sixty two nothing. His name's Army. never come up to against you know in the in the no. thing. But man, I hope that's because they're really talking to him. But to, uh, these are my two best group of five teams right now. Tulane, they're six and one again, really well coached. If he was younger, I'd want Willie Fritz. He's really good. He's sixty two. We don't want that. No, too old. He's built Tulane into a nice program though. And then um, the other guy, other team that's that's looking really good in group of five could get to a New Year's Six. Out of the Air Mountain Force? West, the Air Force Falcons. Yeah. I think they're, uh, they're they've won something like twelve or thirteen games. Yeah, in a they're row. seven and zero, oh, seventeen six win. Yeah. Um, good for them. I love it. Yeah, beat Navy, so they got the first part of the commander. Yeah, well, I, I'm looking Chief at the roster record. I thought Navy's bad. They're three and four actually. Have played they played it. Army yet? Air Force? Uh, I don't because that's the three way for the commander in chief. Army's trophy. two and five. Army got throttled by LSU, like yeah. sixty two nothing or sixty nine. Air Force seven and zero. Oh. Yeah, the Mountain West is actually not bad this year. No, they play them uh, the fourth. All right, so they they got a chance for that. So all right, so we do we just get do we just stab this uh, elephant? Okay, or, let, I didn't no. talk about the Michigan State game. I'll keep it brief. Oh yeah, you go. Michigan ahead. State sucks. Um, congratulations, Michigan! You beat a JV team. Woo! Good for you. All your let's go, boo! You guys are literally playing a team that would be better off. If there was no one there. It'd be the same thing. If there's no one on the field, if there's eleven on zero, it'd be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no the offensive line sucks, the defensive especially line when you sucks. know the plays. Um, Kaden Hauser, I, I feel bad for Kaden Hauser because he looked terrible. He had no time to throw. Um, it, it just it's it's just bad. The Michigan State receivers are bad. Their, their coaching is it's not even it, it shouldn't they shouldn't even have coaches. It should be player coaches. I would Jack rather have Moon's Grand style. Valley State's entire staff right now than uh, Michigan State's it's just, staff. It's embarrassing. We can't line oh, another damn illegal procedure on a punt. How is this guy can't get off the field on third hemorrhaging down. money? Um, our best players, uh, Jonathan Kim, kicking the ball out of the end zone on his one kickoff. Um, that's it. I mean, I got nothing. Barrow else to, say. to the transfer portal. Yeah, I forgot about that. Burgers yeah. out for the season. And, yeah, the two number eights gone. Um, just, it's just bad. It's a this is a no low. This is this is rock bottom for Michigan State football. So let me let me tee this part up. So one question was I think actually Mana asked. Um, What's the rule that Michigan football team broke concerning stealing signs? So let's be really clear. They did not, they broke general decorum by stealing signs. They didn't break any rules by stealing signs. What they did to break rules is they sent a team. It's a a Culper spy ring. To videotape and illegally ascertain signs so it's one thing to steal them like if you can read the you know you have three guys in like wiggles color or teletubby shirts right and they're holding up poster boards with signals or numbers or pictures and whatever if you can decipher that like that's okay you cannot have a coach go sit in the stands and videotape everything that's going on from that perspective there's game film. If you can tell off a game film, you're not allowed to scout in person. And, and I read a really good article. It's long, so money you can look this up. But it was on Fox Sports. Um, the headline was NCAA's investigation of Michigan stems from rules made to curb financial advantages. So Michigan fans would be very quick to tell you that, A, this rule is antiquated because the rule actually came in 1994, really in part because the big schools had a significant advantage over everybody else because they had the budget to fly people around to go to schools to scout. So they banned in-person scouting in 1994. Michigan fans, again, would say, well, it's an old rule. Number two, they would say, well, everybody does it. Well, everybody might steal signs, but they don't do it illegally and blatantly illegally. 
And number three, they would just try to ignore you and say it's not a big deal because that's what the media does too. Like they're too busy pumping JJ or talking about Tunnelgate last year as opposed to this thing that faces Michigan, which again, this ban is from 1994. And Mike Valenti, who if you don't know who he is, New Yorker, Spartan, great, tell it like it is, very raw and truthful. I don't mean raw like swearing wise because he's on the radio. His podcast again today on Odyssey, I can't remember, it's a 97 97 one, the ticket. The ticket. Mike Valenti is his name. He just does a really good job of getting into this all the time. And he's like, spare me the, well, you know, you know, speeding is, is a law, but everybody does it. Well, but tell that to a cop, right? It's a law. Uh, prior to pot being legal everywhere, you couldn't smoke pot and you could get busted for it. But now it's not a law, so it's not. This is a rule. That's my point. Is this is a rule that Michigan blatantly, flauntingly broke. And here's my point on and proof of mission of guilt. They suspended the guy. Now they're paying him still. I don't think he made that much money, but they're, they suspended him with pay. And I alluded to this earlier. 30 games it goes back where they have proof of he and a group of people buying tickets to games that they went and scouted. So there is a money trail. There's a tech trail. They bought as recently as he had a ticket on the 50-yard line Whoa. of both sidelines, Ohio State and Penn State. Of course, he didn't go because he was suspended and Michigan got busted. 30 games. Now, pipe dream or not, Michigan fans, plug your ears, stomp your feet, walk, crying and why, plug your nose, because you're, you're going to not want to hear this. But here's the potential. Because your coach already kind of thumbed and gave the middle finger to the NCAA, like two two middles blazing, um, you know, the way the whole, oh, as you would call it, cheeseburger gate, he cheated there. He, he had illegal recruiting visits during COVID. They did the cheeseburger, whatever, the illegal meal thing, and then he lied about both of those things. And in this case, this is much more egregious because this is flat out cheating. You're you are just you're, you're gaining not allowed to advantage. do it. You again, if this guy who's ex-military, if you brought him on as like the code stealer and he can figure out the code like just by deciphering the signs and watching for things or whatever, that's not illegal. It's not quite in the up and up, but it's not illegal. It's unsportsmanlike. May I interject here? Yes. This also has to go with this thing. So they're saying, oh, he only makes fifty-five k. Whatever's not a big deal. How does a guy that makes $55,000 a year pay for these thousands and thousands of dollars worth of tickets without a stipend, some sort of, um, you know, some deal, someone else paying for them? They're, they're under his name for all these games. Follow the money trail. Yeah, all you got to do is follow the trail. And, and, and the second heart, you say, well, Harbaugh didn't know about oh, it. Oh, he knew. It doesn't uh, if, matter. If, if doesn't he matter. didn't. He's culpable either way. Exactly, because it's his program. Just like Pat Fitzgerald. I may or may not believe 100% that he knew exactly what was going on with the hazing thing. Doesn't matter. And I have it's a, his program. I have straight up from someone that knows the situation, some guy I work with, his girlfriend's family is friends with this stallion, Stalin's guy's family. And his sister brags that his job is to go to other teams with people and steal people's signs. They brag about it. So let's look at let's look at the potential. This is this would be Buckeyes and Spartans fans' dream. The worst case that could happen in Michigan is they immediately say no CFP this year. No CFP, they vacate, vacate the last thirty wins. games. Um, you know, vacate is somewhat hollow because, like, right. 
you vacated the final, the Fab Five Final Fours at Michigan, but no Michigan fans ever going to agree to that. Historically, maybe they're grayed out, but like, come on, we know that they went to the Final Four, so we know Michigan went to the last two CFPs and choked. So you can't really take that away technically, except for in numbers. You're looking at 30 losses in a row. You're looking at no CFP this year with arguably a team that's plenty good enough to not need to cheat. That's the thing that blows my mind is, now, it remains to be seen, is this team really good enough to win without cheating? Because they still have to play their two hardest opponents this year without being able to cheat. Maybe that will tell us. They couldn't beat TCO, TCU last year because they couldn't cheat. They cheat. Because they didn't cheat. They didn't have signals for that game. I, I'm just like, I what, what blows my mind, and I was surprised... Alex, maybe you're listening to this. Actually, Alex, I was surprised that you didn't try to excuse it like most Michigan fans. You just, you were smart and you avoided it. Because Michigan fans, I'm telling you, whether you're a Walmarter or you're an alum or your mom and dad went there and you grew up a lifelong guy like Alex, you know you are screwed. And here's why you're screwed. Because Harbaugh already flew double birds at the NCAA. And the NCAA is like, ha not this time, pal. You're already on his radar and you're willing to just flaunt that because you're AA, arrogant asses. Like, I, there's a lot, I'm sure, to unfold, but man, there are a lot of freaking smoking guns here, money, tra- things that can't be disproven. And that is going to all go back to Harbaugh. And there's I would, video proof I would of it. guarantee you, there's no way that Harbaugh's assistants knew and Harbaugh didn't know. I guarantee you. And either way, institutional control, lack thereof. Will this destroy Michigan football? No, but will it really put a damper on things? Does it mean that Harbaugh will go? Valenti, last last point here. Valenti made a really good point on his podcast today. Before they started to get into this kind of sign-stealing thing, well, not even call it sign-stealing, because sign-stealing is legal. Cheating is not legal. They cheated, right? Like, they electronically, they broke broke NCAA rules. That's the difference. We're not going to call it sign-stealing. Before they started to... Break NCAA rules when it came to getting illegal materials for pre-scouting teams. Harbaugh was close to getting fired. Yeah, he's and then they went on a two-plus this year run for CFP. You do the math. Yeah, it's kind of kind of odd. All right, second down and Big Ten power rankings are presented by Norris Sports Group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30-plus years of experience in sports sponsorship and much more. Learn more about them today at norrissportsgroup.com. All right, quickly, my um, Big Ten power rankings. Um, <laughs> I've, you'll get to this in a minute, and it'll make sense. 14th by themselves, Michigan State. 13th, Indiana they play in the Dirty Toilet Diarrhea Bowl here coming up on November 18th. Um, Northwestern, 12th. They're not as bad as the other two, but they're equally dog meat. Uh, Purdue, 11. And then because they're all so bad, and I don't know how to rank them anymore, Illinois, Nebraska, Minnesota, Rutgers, Maryland, and Iowa are all tied for 10th. Wisconsin, I left in 4th. I still think that they're the best team in the West. I just think that they're struggling a little bit with their transition and offense. And then Penn State third third by virtue of the loss against Ohio State. James Franklin trying to convince you that um, this these are two of the best teams in the country because he wants to keep you know showboating for his team. Uh, I'm sorry, Jimbo, you can't beat the big boys ever. It's like one in nine against Ohio State or something like that. 
Um, Michigan and Ohio State tied for first, and I still say tied for first because, again, Michigan, you've played nobody. Talk to me when you've played Penn State on the road. Until then, you've played nobody. And with information that definitely helps you. And, oh, by the way, has Vegas's attention. Forgot to mention that part. Yep. All right, let's look at week nine. It's a pretty right? bad slate, I'm going to be honest Not with you. Not a great it's, slate. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> Not even a good NFL week, honestly. Um, it's Indi- a good week to get your yard raked and your right, Christmas right. lights up. And Indiana, Penn State, 27 and a half the spread. Penn State covers us with ease. Indiana is so bad. Yeah, I think Penn State bounces back. Rutgers I, I smoked think, them. I think they, yeah, I think they win by 35, probably. Yep. All right, uh, Northwestern, Maryland, Uh 14 is the spread. I don't I don't know where to go. And last time Maryland had a 14-point spread, they freaking lost to Illinois. I think they bounce back. I think they cover it. I think Northwestern's playing teams decent. Like, they're not very good, but they're playing teams decent. Now, granted, Nebraska's not very good. Maryland didn't play last week, right? Yeah, they were all. They were on a bye. Coming off. We'll say they got healthy. Where is it? Is that Maryland? I think it's at Northwestern. Check it there. I'll check it real quick. Um, October 21st. It is... 28th. Oh, sorry. October 28th. Um, why am I not seeing it? No, it's at... Oh, yeah. It's Mar- It's uh, at Northwestern. Uh, I'm going to go with Maryland. I think they'll cover that. Purdue, Nebraska, straight up. Nebraska. Nebraska. That'll get them to six wins, I think. Right, I don't know how many wins they have. I don't. I don't really. Know. While you're going through there, I'll tell you. I don't really one, care. One, two, three. Oh no, that gives them to five. Speaking wins. speaking of not caring, Michigan State, Minnesota, Minnesota. I, I'm not going to watch Six it. Six to three, Minnesota. I'm not. I'm not watching it. There is nothing that tells me, knowing what I know now, that that Bobby Williams, I mean Harlan Barnett, hasn't been coaching these guys and holding them accountable, and guys are just doing whatever they want. No wonder Barrow left because he's like, man, I got to get away from here. No wonder, you know, Berger probably went in to get hurt and finish off an ACL so he wouldn't have to play for the rest of the year. The only bright spot I see is if they truly play all the young guys. Leave it got some run in the last game. That's fine. Play both the young quarterbacks. Go under in this game, and I think Minnesota wins. Wisconsin, Ohio State in Madison. Um, Historically, it's been a good yeah, game. I, I have this. It, it's 14 spread. I, I, I think Wisconsin's going to cover this. I do. Um, I think they'll lose by ten, but I, th- I think they'll cover. Fourteen? It. What's the over under? I have no idea. Probably not very high. Fourteen like is the spread. Ohio oh, State's been. I mean, they beat Penn State by eight. They were like a three and a half point favorite there. I don't know. Wisconsin's not really scoring much, and Ohio State's defense is really good. What'd you say that the spread 14. is? Fourteen. That's like a twenty. A that's number. like a twenty-seven to ten game. It's a weird number. I'm going to go with Ohio State to cover that. I'm going to go like 31 to 13 or 31 14 Ohio State. All right. Uh, moving outside of the Big Ten. That's all the Big Ten games this week. That's crazy. Only five. Uh, yeah, Oregon, biggest bye week. Four teams. Biggest game of the week, probably Oregon, Utah. Um, U- Oregon coming off a bye. I think it's in Oregon. No, I, I think it's at Utah, actually. I'm going Oregon. I think they're really physical. Utah's kind of beat up, coming off an emotional win. I think Oregon. Coming off an emotional loss and a bye gets the win. 
Yeah, I think, I think that, the that, second I, best team in the. Pack. I think that'll be a really good game. I think we get I mean, a rematch of Washington, Oregon. Yeah, I think so. I it wouldn't surprise me if Utah wins, but I'll go. I'll go Oregon as well. NFL, which we'll get to later. Lions, I think they bounce back in a big way and embarrass the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Maybe starting Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer. Yeah, even if Garoppolo plays, the Raiders lost to the freaking Bears. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> Enough said. They're bad. Um, Bengals forty nine is your early your preseason Super Bowl pick. Bengals oh, have kind of right. come back here the last few weeks, but the 49ers are really good. I'm going with the Niners. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Bengals are coming off a bye, right? So they're, they've been kind of dinged up. Joe's finally kind of rounded into form. Is that in Cincinnati? Did you I say where it is? Four at San Fran. Yeah, I'll go with the 49ers. I mean, Niners have a tougher-than-you-think game tonight against a not-great-record-wise Minnesota team, but a, a dangerous team. I think they'll give them a little run. And they're dinged up. Debo's hurt. CMC is playing with a torn oblique, which is kind of crazy. Why wouldn't he just shut it down for a couple of weeks? But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners in that game. All right, that's it for this week. Let's go to third down. All right. Uh First, a word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty, will help you find the home that fits your wants and needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for 30-plus years in the West Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right, Mitchapalooza, we're probably going to have to put you on ice again this week because Ryan's got the rest of the, I think the rest of your basketball previews. I'm not going to do the rest or of them. Or at least another chunk of basketball previews. Yep. But Mana had a couple good questions that she sent in, so we'll get to those. Um, mother-in-law slash grandma makes priority. Sorry, Mitch. Uh, she asked a question. Do you think any D3 basketball or football players have been drafted by the NBA or NFL? Not necessarily drafted for division for basketball, but for NFL, I think they've been drafted. Yeah, so I can name Terry Porter, who played at Wisconsin-Stevens Point and was a really good point guard for the Portland Trail Blazers, uh, Duncan Robinson, who kind of is a quasi because he started D3 and transferred to Michigan and is a dead-eye shooter for the Miami Heat. Yeah. Um, I think there's D2, I'm sure that there's, there's a least, lot. There's, Strew, Max Strews went to yeah, Lewis. He plays for the, D2 he, for guys. the Cavs now, yeah. Um, you know, and you asked about D two guys too. I'll tell you, the best defensive player on the um, New England New England Patriots Matt went Udine. to Green Valley. Um, there was a really good guy from Grand Rapids, Force Hills Northern, and Hillsdale that was a really strong left tackle or right tackle for a lot of teams, uh, especially for the Raiders, but for a lot of teams, Jared Valdir, big dude, man, like six eight mammoth weightlifter freak. So, yes, long and short of it, there's actually quite a few D2 and D3 players. And she asked the question because, of course, if you've been paying attention, the Bears starting quarterback this week won the uh, Harlan Hill Award last year, the Heisman for D2, um, and got a win, something that Justin Fields doesn't do very often. Um, Her second question, I think we answered, uh, what is the rule that Michigan football broke concerning stealing signs? Um, Wasn't that they broke a rule for stealing signs, it was how they did it. Um, then she wanted to know about the Lions. So let's see, uh, while you're pulling yourself up, let me see if I've got one question maybe from Mitch's list that we can, that we can ask. Um, that's an easy one. All right, we'll, we'll throw this out there. Andy Katz recently called out Cohen Carr, Michigan State freshman, as a top 10 small forward in the nation. Are we buying that? I don't, I don't know why. Maybe 
athletic wise, I don't think he's a top ten small forward yet. I gotta I gotta see it to believe yeah. it. I mean, he's not even gonna start. Um, no. Maybe this the small forward, you know, crop isn't all that great. I, I will tell you this: go look at green and white footage alone. That dude is gonna bring down the. He may break the backboard at some point, and he will bring down crowds millions of times with his dunk ability. Yeah. Like he is Jason Richardson. Meets Miles Bridges. Meets Shannon Brown. They all a baby. I mean, this dude is a walking, dunking machine. He can jump off two, one. And so, actually, I'm going to throw one more question at you, Ryan, because Alex and I were debating this on the way into the stadium uh, the other night. So, Alex, our cousin, went to Indiana. Um, Michigan football fan, Indiana basketball fan, probably smart on his part. Um, and he asked me reasonably what a Michigan State fan's perspective was on this season. Do we expect or do we settle for anything less than a national championship? And his point was that you ask Indiana fans, and they don't care about Final Fours. They don't care certainly about Big Tens. They only care about winning national championships. Now, to which my reply was, okay, that's great and all, but it's been 36 years since Indiana won a national championship. And it's been, what, since 2002-ish, 3-ish that they've been to the Final Four? Yeah, 2000, whatever year that was. Uh, let alone win a Big Ten. So, like, I, my answer to that question, and Ryan, I'll get your answer, is I think you have to temper it season by season. Now, realistically, do most Michigan State fans, myself included, have our sights set on the Final Four every year? Absolutely. Um, you know, to be honest, I would say honestly. Realistically, like last year, I did not have that as my final goal for Michigan State. In a, in a quote, off year for Michigan State, my goal is Sweet 16. Even if we barely eke into the tournament, my goal is always a Sweet 16. Now, a team like this year's, hell yeah, it's Final Four. And here's the only reason I'm not going to tell you that I think it's natty or bust. The natty is hard to win. It's just hard yeah. to win. Michigan State's the Take last team from the Big Ten to make the Final Four. Michigan State's the last team from the Big Ten to win the national championship. It is hard to do. It it depends on draw, and I'm going to tell you, we've talked about it a million times on the podcast, the way the Big Ten is officiated and typically the draws that the Big Ten get do them no favors compared to the Dukes and the Kentuckys and schools like that. They just don't. Historically, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but trust me, they don't, and the officiating has a big part to do with it too. Don't know how you necessarily fix that until you go to national officials, but whatever. I don't know, Ryan, if you have a take on that. No, I agree. Um I echo everything you said. It's hard. It's really hard to do. It's hard. So I get it. Like Indiana fans, historically, you have five stars on the shorts because you have five national championships. But those five national championships, like three of those were like 76, 80, and 87. Like that's a long time ago. Okay, that's three in my lifetime. I'm 50 years old. Michigan State has has won a, a championship way more, you know, since then. And they won in 79 and – uh, 2000. So, like, I I mean, I get it, but let, let's be realistic. Like, if you're Duke, maybe, Carolina, maybe, but even the best Duke team, arguably, was the team Michigan State beat in the Elite Eight. Yeah. You know, the last time we were in the Final Four. So, I just think it's you have to be realistic because that's what's great about the NCAA tournament is it is so damn hard to win that thing. Yeah, it is. You got to. There's a reason the four number one seeds are not in the final four every year. Yeah, that's that's my yeah. final take on that. If it was like that, no, it'd be it'd be boring. Yep. That's why we love it. Which brings us to Big Ten previews. We'll start with uh, a team that's going to be 
just just awful. It's the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They're coming off awful. a nine and twenty-two season. It's Ben Johnson's third year. Twenty-two and thirty-nine is his alma mater here. I would say that Mr. Johnson is on the hot seat. If they don't improve to even get close to five hundred, I think he's gone. Which is too bad because I think he's a decent coach, I, I, but he just, just can't keep guys. It's just bad. I, I, I don't know if he's a good coach, though. Like, he had no experience head coaching before, gets this job. They ran out Patino for God knows what reason when he made the tournament a few times. He actually wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. They just weren't getting, you know, over the top in air quotations. Um, before that, Tubby Smith was decent. So, it's kind of your fault, Minnesota, for try, trying to be those kind of guys, be that Nebraska in football. Um did have some key losses. Jameson Battle, he's their best player the last two years, gone. He's to Ohio State. Um, Talon Cooper, he's their leading. Lead, he was one of the leading assist guys in the Big Ten, 6.3 assists per game. Transferred to South Carolina. And then Jaden Henley, who was a nice up-and-coming young guy for them. Uh, guard transferred to Paul. Key returnees, they do have a couple <clears throat> Excuse me, solid players coming back. Dawson Garcia is a preseason All-Big Ten guy, 15.3 points. Pretty solid rebounder. Can't really shoot, but he's a really good athlete. Um, lefty, um, not a bad player. And Pharrell Payne, he's a, a solid big guy. Um, he's good last year. And then Joseph Ola Joseph, or I'm sorry, Joshua Ola Joseph, um, he's a solid player as well for them. Um, fresh faces, Kristaps Kines, he's a forward. Uh, Cam Christie, brother of Max Christie, comes in. He's with their highest rated recruit, four star. Um, he'll probably start for them. He's not He's not as big as Max. He's about 6'3". Good shooter, but that's about it. Um, then some transfers have come in. Elijah Hawkins from Howard. He was a solid player for them. Started. Then Jack Wilson. Um, he played a little football at, at Washington State. He's a center. Um, big, big guy. And then probably their best transfer, um, Mike Mitchell Jr. from Pepperdine. Um, pretty solid score and passer. Um, I'd say he's one of the notable transfers to watch out for in the Big Ten. I'm guessing he'll probably be their lead guard. Um, but yeah, just it, it, it's not going to be a great year in Minnesota. They're, they have they only have one uh, non-conference game that's worth a damn, and that's against Missouri, who was in the tournament last year. Not going to be as good, but still solid team. Other than that, they don't really play anybody great. Um, but the way I see it, it's going to be another year at the bottom, guys. Um, cellar dweller, the Big Ten. I'd say 13th or 14th, I don't, I don't really know. But I think that Ben's seat gets really, really warm and he might get fired. Um, it's the Golden Ghosts. Moving on to another coach that could be on the hot seat, um, depending on the season, that's Nebraska. Last year, finally, um, a solid season. Um, still didn't make a tournament, didn't make an IT, CBI, whatever. Bonsai! Um, 16, 16 and 16, it's Hoiberg's fifth season already. It's crazy. He's forty and eighty three there. He's getting paid a lot of money. They get rid of Tim Miles, who was a really good coach. Yeah, they were solid. They were always on the edge, and they haven't really been until last year. Um, did lose some key guys. Derek Walker was big guy for them the last couple of years, and then Sam Greasel. Um, key returnees: C.J. Wilcher, solid guard. Then then Jawan Gary, another guy, solid. Then definitely their headliner, uh, Kise Tomanaga, the the Kamikaze. Oh. I mean, he can shoot it, but he chucks. Um, he can shoot them into a game and out of a game. Mm-hmm. He's got a limited range. He's got. He thinks he's swaggy. He's like six one, kind of chubby, and wears a headband. Um, doesn't play defense worth a crap. He's the, what's was that guy that busted onto the scene for the Knicks? Jeez, Jeremy Lin. Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's could that. be. Yeah, um, 
They have always have a lot of transfers coming. That was his mo always at Iowa State, Hoiberg's. Um, they have one high school recruit. His name's Matur Diop. Maturd? Matur. They always have like a an African big guy coming. I, I feel like like a Seneg- is it Senegalese? Senegalese, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they have and then I'm sorry, three star small forward Eli Rice. Um, and then they have uh, a the transfer. The guy may eat him. His last name's Rice. <laughs> Josiah Alec from Stony Brook comes in. I've never heard of him, so he's probably bad. Aaron Euless from Iowa could have probably been their starting point guard. He's suspended for gambling, idiot. Um, Bryce Williams from Charlotte, he's actually probably their best one. He's a, a solid shooter. Um, put him with Tominaga. Maybe maybe it's a nice duo. Then Rink Mast, he was a starter. Um, all uh, Missouri Valley Conference player for Bradley, big guy. Um, he's from Dutch, the Netherlands. The um, that's all they've got coming back and coming in. Every time uh, about Tominaji, I just think of the donger. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm already yanking my winky. Yeah, no, I, I don't the like The donger need food. He he, can't, he makes me angry. There's a lot of guys in the Big Ten that make me angry, and he's one of them. Um, schedule notables. I think he was in the movie Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> Creighton um, at home, that'll be a good one. Creighton's going to be a really solid squad. Then they play at Kansas State, who obviously last year... Um, was an elite eight team, beat Michigan mm-hmm. State, um, well coached by Jerome Tang, um, kind of rebuilding, re- retooling the roster, but still should be a you know solid team. Um, I, I, the, with, with the way their roster is, it, it's unproven. Um, I, I still, I just don't see. It. I think they're going to be a top four or five worst team in the Big Ten again. I, I just don't see it. I, I, They'll get I some wins here and there because Hoiberg. I think Hoiberg. Is I, he's a, a good coach. coach. They, they played well at the end of last year. They kind of came on a little bit, but I, I just don't. I don't think they have an it factor to them. They don't have mm-hmm. an identity where like, oh, they're really good defense. They run this offense. They're not. They're the, they're hot. Men's and cold. basketball is behind women's volleyball at Nebraska in terms of pecking order. Yeah, it sure is. Um, all right, maybe a uh, one or two more here. Um, let's see where are we at. For that matter, women's basketball is ahead of men's basketball at Iowa. They had 55,000 for that's, the that's game to wild. watch that. What's her name? Let's stick with the ends here. Um, let's go northeast to Evanston, Illinois, where the Northwestern Wildcats come up their second ever NCAA tournament berth. 22-12 and 12 last year, lost in the second round to Texas. Um, played them pretty solid. Chris Collins, 11th season already. 156 wow. and 162 as uh, the head coach. He was on the hot seat going to last year. They make the tournament definitely off. I mean, he shouldn't be on the hot seat in general. He's taken them to their only two NCAA right. tournaments. Um, some key losses, though. Robbie Barron, who was there for 40 years, he transferred to Vatex, so he still has eligibility. Is that the somehow. guy with the mouth breather? No, no, no. Oh, God, we'll get to him later. Titus Verhoeven, who was their big guy. Then Julian Roper, who's in and out of the lineup of injuries last year, transferred to Notre Dame. Then their be- biggest loss, Chase Audige. Um, tried to trying to get, make it in the NBA. Um, he was, I think he's Big Ten play, defensive player of the year last year. Nice player. Um, yeah, solid. He got a lot better. Key returnees: Boo Booey is back. Eighth year senior. How are you still in college, dude? Seventeen point three points per game. He's kind of banged up though. I think he has surgery in this offseason. I don't know if he's gonna be good to go. Ty Berry. Um, that's a pretty nice backcourt duo. He's he's a solid player. Uh, Matthew Nicholson. He was actually decent for them last mm-hmm. year. Big guy from Clarkston. Um, here's your best buddy. I, I think he's a breakout guy. He was good toward the end of last year. Brooks Barnheiser. That's it. He actually he's, is a, he's a good player. player. He's, he's, he's very ugly, ugly. Ugly mofo. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I feel bad for him. 
That's what I want to do when I see him. Yeah, it's just I, that, that's a solid core though. Returning four guys right there. I mean, pretty good. Um, fresh faces: Jordan Clayton, three-star point guard; Parker Strauss, three-star point guard; and then Blake Barkley, three-star power forward. Um, have some decent transfers coming. Justin Mullins, he's from Denver. Um, small forward, he's kind of a Chase Audige type, really good defender, athlete, solid player. Then they bring in a guy named Blake Preston, uh, center at Liberty, not phenomenal, but good depth piece. And then their probably headliner, um, who will try to be a you know the 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 Robin to um, Boo Booey's Batman, Ryan Langborg, if you remember that name from the NCAA tournament last year, he's a shooting guard from Princeton, really mm-hmm. really good shooter. Um, He's gonna. He's a high, like a high level shooter. Like he might be one of the best in the Big Ten. Good. Um, he's gonna be a solid offensive piece for him. Um, and he fits the. He went from smart to smart. Uh, Princeton to the Princeton yeah, of the Northwestern beat some teams. Yeah, there. I, I think they'll be solid. Some notable games. They play Dayton. Um, then they play at Arizona State. I'm gonna say it, folks. I, I think Northwestern goes back to back NCAA tournaments. I think they're gonna be a top half of the Big Ten team. Somewhere from you know eight to ten seed, um, and they're going to make it two years in a row. Um, Boo Booey will finally graduate, and then it'll all collapse from there. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the boys. I'm going to do one more. Do you want how many to, more do you have left? Uh, we still have Ohio State, Penn State, Purdue, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Michigan State. I mean, we could I could do it into the next week too. We could do so. three and three. That's yeah, fine. that's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. The it. season will be starting right around the yep. time that we do that. Well, so we'll have uh, we'll be able to watch Michigan State next uh, for people looking for for basketball to watch next Sunday. They're doing uh, on Big Ten Network a full day of um, charity hoops games um, slash scrimmages. Uh, Michigan State plays Tennessee. It's on at three thirty. All proceeds go to Maui, which is cool. But it's on TV. It's going to be pretty high level. Tennessee, the top ten team. Illinois is playing Kansas. Hunter Dickinson's playing Illinois. Speaking of that asshole, sorry for the language, um, but he uh, he's he's back. He said, "Yeah, I love the preseason rankings. People know we're better than them because we're number one." It's like, dude, are you that? I mean, I know the answer, but you're that stupid. Like, are you are you you're literally inept as a human. He has problems. He's he literally he does have problems. He is he sees something wrong with him. All right, that's that's third down. Let's let's NFL it real quick. Um, start with Thursday. I have quick. Minnesota's up seven nothing. Under the cousins first. already threw a pick. I saw. Shocking. Um, Touchdown though too. Tuddy to Addison. I forgot to bet on that game. Jaguars held off the Saints. Come back. The Saints stink. Their offense is bad. If they had a blatant drop that would have probably tied that game, which is too bad. But, Bears smoked the Razor. We talked about that. Both terrible. Browns four and two. Watson's that was a heck of a game. game. Watson's Browns, hurt again. Browns Colts was it? Colts are bad. No, they're, they're well coached. Patriots upset the Bills. I'm sorry to say it. The Bills aren't good. No, what are they now? Four and three. Four and three. And Josh Allen's a so-called issues. elite quarterback. New England's horrible good. for yeah, two weeks in a row. Bad. They're bad, and they speaking won. of horrible. Giants fourteen seven over the Redskins. Like that's bad. A little bad. Trash bad. Let's talk about the Falcons Bucks a little bit. Uh, Lions. We'll talk. About, let's talk about it real quick. Falcons in the driver's seat. There. We'll do. We'll do the Lions last. Right. How about the Steelers going to the Rams and picking off the Rams? They actually scored a couple of offensive Steelers, touchdowns. I mean, they're they're their defense is be good. Solid. Mm-hmm. Seattle hung on against Arizona in kind of a boring game. Green Bay blew it against Denver. Denver avoided starting 0-4 at home for the first time in franchise history. 
blew a 16 to 3 lead and then came back and won 19 to 17. Chiefs beat the Chargers. We don't care about that because all they talk about is freaking Taylor Swift is disgusting. And now they got Brittany Mahomes in on it. And then Philly was pretty damn Philly's dominant <laughs> last night against Miami. Miami is good, and Philly was dominant. I'll tell you so. this, the NFC North is pond water. It's awful. The Packers. Yeah. I mean, the Lions are 5-2 and two and played probably their worst game since the beginning of last season. And have a two-and-a-half game lead on the Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. And here's my, like, I didn't watch as much of the Lions game because I went to uh, the dog park with Moose so he could meet his siblings. Um, here's my quick takes. I watched the first quarter. It was 14 nothing. Aiden Hutchinson is selfish. And I'm not saying that just because they lost, but he's selfish. You watch him. He is all about getting a sack and getting his, and he does not contain the edge. He got burned time and time and time and time and time again when I was watching, and it probably got worse on a running quarterback that just wants to goad you in to suck you into the, the quote collapsing pocket so he can get outside and use his legs to beat you. And I will say that he's not doing it all the time now, but what's his he's sixteen and one against NFC. Yeah, teams. he just shred like the Lions still can't figure out a Hutchinson, so Hutchinson is like and and the other key is get golf off a of rhythm. Sewell got a lot of uh, uncharacteristic penalties. You know, Baltimore's got a good defense, they always have. And Jackson just shredded them. You know, look, do you panic? No. I think if they have I thought again, I, yeah, I thought um I thought uh, Gibbs had a nice game. Gibbs did have a nice Well, game. I thought, you know, Campbell had, he was honest. Like, sometimes that happens, right? Like, sometimes. You're due for a letdown. Sometimes you just, the ball goes and you just go. Like, you you lose a game in basketball by 30. Not because you're 30 points worse than this team, but just because you're having one of those nights and it's just like, whatever. Not And not that you're sending it in, because I don't want to accuse the Lions of sending it in. But at the same time, at some point, you kind of are like, you know what? Let's just get out of here. It's a loss. We're not going to have to face this team again unless we play them in the Super Bowl. We'll learn from it and we'll move on. Like, if it becomes a problem week in after week, then, you know, like if a guy that can't run starts to burn you like that and golf starts to really struggle. But see, like the 17-game subset going back to last year, so it's not consecutive in one year, obviously, but like those are MVP numbers by golf Over 13-4 and with... Like 29 touchdowns and four picks. Those are MVP, runaway MVP numbers. I get it. It's not over one season. So that's not the argument is whether he should be in the MVP consideration. But like a one bad game is an aberration. And I think he really only had like one pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like he was throwing picks left and right. He just, he struggled to get in a rhythm. The Ravens did a really, Ravens did a really good job of getting him into trouble you know, Gibbs did have a nice game, but I think you miss Gibbs is great when he's the fire to, or when he's the lightning to the thunder of um, Montgomery. So, bottom line, the Lions will be fine. They play really a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. They're five and two at this point in time. I still think like 12, 12 and, five. and five is very realistic. You know, even eleven and eleven and six is going to win the North by a mile. Um, you know, you just. You want to win your division. You want to get a first-round buy. Well, first-round buy, you have to win it. You want to get in your division. You want to get a home playoff game and then see where it goes from there. And yep. there's not that many running quarterbacks, true running quarterbacks, you have to face. Maybe Hurts, but he doesn't even do it as much with his legs no. anymore. Like, Jackson is still a run-first guy that they're trying to make a pocket guy. He's unique and he's different. Um, 
It looks like he's on crack, but man, he's still good. There's no question about that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this right now. The Lions have a problem with Jamison Williams. Um, he dropped more passes. Yesterday? Oh, he dropped more, and he like there was a pass golf through him a perfect pass, and he's running, and he couldn't find it, hit him in the helmet like hot hands. Oh my gosh! I, 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 I'm I'm under the impression they need to get the, get his ass out of Detroit, and they need to trade him. For so something. do you? Yeah. So do you maybe package him up with a pick and get Sertain? To yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to flip him for something something worthwhile. Another good another burner get a receiver. DN, get a D tackle. Get a corner. I you're I think you're set at receiver. I think you're fine once you're completely healthy. But he, he's an issue. It's not like you're gonna. He's not. He doesn't fit the Lions system. Yeah, I I agree. I don't. The Lions don't really need. They don't pick. need a burner because Goff is not a deep ball guy. They're best with Amon Ra working the middle. Reynolds, Laporta working the middle. Reynolds working the middle. Raymond working the middle. Like that's that's where the Lions are good, and that's where they're going to do their damage because that's where. In my mind, really good quarterbacks pick the middle because you can throw over the linebackers and under the safeties. Um, and yeah, is it nice to have a deep threat that you can, you know, get stretch the field? Yeah, but that's that's just not the Lions' game, and that's okay. Own the game that you have. I agree. Package him up with something and go get a need area, which is probably a pass rusher toward, or a defensive he's leaning back. Leaning toward the B word that I'm not going to say. <sighs> yeah. Well, you should have picked Jordan Davis or something, but right. that's, that's another discussion. Tried to swing for the fences and got greedy. All right. Got anything else in the NFL? I do not. All right. Let's sprint it home. Uh, with Halloween next week, uh, what's the best Halloween costume you've ever worn? Well, see, when I was a kid, you bought a mask and a plastic smock, and that was it. And now they're way, like, fancy makeup and fancy masks and realistic it's like it's not what we got at you know 3d or walmart or whatever target or whatever back in the day best costume i i mean i was a football player most of my middle school career i'm gonna go r2d2 with the aforementioned smock and plastic mask with the rubber band headband thing oh, I like hold it. it on i'm going with Step Brothers. that was my favorite one that's a good one um I mean, I guess as a college student, we dressed up as uh, the Bud Light girls once. That was pretty fun. Oh, jeez. Um, is Harlan Barnett the worst coach in college football? Yes. I agree. Makes Bobby Williams look like Nick Saban. I honestly think he's worse than Bobby Williams. And, and what he said was an incredible indictment of himself and Michigan State. And by the way, Alan Haller should also lose his job over this. Because how could you let that happen? Was this the worst sports weekend you've ever seen? 87-6 to six for our two teams that yeah. we like. Um, yeah, it's right up there. I'd say it is. It's right up I'd there. I'd put it up there. If, if I, I don't bleed and, and die, live and die if, with the Lions felt defeated like this you morning. do, so not as bad. But, like, uh, embarrassed. I'm just em- embarrassed of the product on the field at Michigan State. And in most years... I will say that, I said this with my friends, there's maybe been one other time, 2002, where I felt like we didn't have a chance. Like, every other year, even if we're not as good as Michigan, I feel like we're going to show up and we're going to put up a fight and we might do something miraculous and win or we mm-hmm. may, or we're better than people think we are. I knew it going into this game. You suckered me into believing it would be like 10-7 at the half and then we'd get smoked and I should have gone with my 55-10 pick because Michigan State, I, I bet the house on... On the uh, spread, and Michigan doubled that 24-point spread. Yeah. Horrible. 
That's one. Uh, best Halloween candy. I feel like the candy, it, it tastes different around Halloween. They make it better. I don't know why. There's crack in it. Yeah, there probably is. A UNICEF box. That's the best. What the hell is that? <laughs> People, or a toothbrush. People might. In, oh, might yeah. Never Here, take some floss. Here's an apple with a, always the rives tail was that there'd be a razor blade in it. And you'd have to go get your candy x-rayed. That I don't think that ever actually happened. I mean, I got to go with like the little Butterfingers or Snickers. I always hoarded those and I traded pretty much everything else except for the Reese's Cups. Like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, oh, yeah. Snickers, and Butterfingers are my go-to. Or if you found a great house that gave away Heath. Or or you, you just got to know who's rich and who gives out the big candy bars. The normal no size. candy corn. Oh. What? Candy corn. Like candy waxed, waxed sugar. No, thank you. Syrup. Uh, Kit Kat, baby. Those are my That's favorite. That's a good one, too. It's my favorite Halloween time candy. That's 145. Um, thank God it's almost basketball season. I can't stand it anymore. College football's dead to me. Um, just for the product in general, I think it's bad this year. And I think it's I mean, Michigan State, obviously, is a complete and utter embarrassment to the world. This very well could be Michigan State's second ever O and. Big Ten season. The difference is, is in 1958, they were 0-5-1 in the Big Ten, and that one tie was against Michigan. Mm-hmm. They've never, never gone over. Hey, let's in make the Big history. Let's make history, baby. That's all I've got. All right. As my man Sophocles said a really long time ago, I would prefer even to fail with honor than to win by cheating. <laughs> <laughs>